The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. So are we. Welcome to Spin the Rally Pod as we contemplate the action at the Grand Prix of Gravel, the Rally of Finland. It is the senior staff writer of Dirtfish.com, David Evans, voice of rally Colin Clark and our former motorsport team boss, George Donaldson. I'm Lisa Ray Sullivan, the rally fan. And all I want to say to start with is thank you, Finland. That was amazing. <laughs> It was a great yeah. event, Lisa. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I got all analytical again on this one, looking at the pre, the pre, the the in car, uh, the in car videos. I was very proud of my prediction that uh, that Hyundai uh, could pull someone out of the bag <laughs> against the against the against the to the utter consternation of Colin and David on our pre event well, uh, preview. And that's enough of me crowing about how clever did I am. You say that, George? <laughs> I don't remember that. Yeah, yeah. Listen, Colin, I was so jealous of you being there. What an it, amazing event! It was, it really was, George. And and I, I did have to offer up an apology to Mr. Adamo at Hyundai for writing them off. You were quite right, George. David, to be fair, you were right as well. I, I, I was very, very indignant when you said that, you know, that they perhaps had shown the form that we expected to see from them at the weekend in, in Estonia. I, I didn't believe Estonian gravel roads convert to Finnish gravel roads. But clearly, clearly some... Decent work had been done there. And the car was remarkably good, wasn't it? And that's kind of what, you know, okay, it was a, an autumn rally, which was a little bit different. But, you know, we had three, four, five, we had six cars, five cars, sorry, within eight seconds after day one. I mean, it was just quite remarkable. It was, it was a great event and, and really, really good to see the Hyundais up there and competing. Not quite able to match Evans's pace, George, but, but Evans was quite, quite remarkable over the weekend. Yeah, and he was very much kept honest by by Ott, which yeah. was Ott's, you know, soul. His his pace was just dictated by keeping him honest. He realised that eight seconds was a huge gulf. Eight, nine, ten seconds was a huge gulf, and all he could do was keep the pressure on. So that if 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 Elfin had made that tiny little mistake, you know, we spin out on a corner, lost ten, fifteen seconds, he would have been right there. And, and that's what he did. That's what he did. And, and I mean, it, now, it comes I, down to the fact that I, I feel most, you know, I'm, I put myself in Adamo's shoes uh, temporarily. Um, I, 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 I'd feel unbelievably bitter because quite clearly <laughs> that car has been capable of that performance and my team hasn't managed to get it. And I, I don't think it's down to the engineers. I think it's just down to the down to the driver's interpretations of what the car can give them. They'll always try and push and push but and push for the best performance, hang on a second, George. the best traction, did, George, and it quite often did, has left them with an undrivable George, car. let's not forget there was, there was an Arctic win and there was incredible yeah. pace in Estonia from Tanak. So I think, you know, exactly. The, the yeah. I, th- I think delivered. George is talking about previous years when over seven years they yeah, won yeah, eight stages, eight yeah. stages yeah. in seven okay. years yeah. in Finland. 
Gosh. I have to say, if I if I could just say, I've been slightly distracted. Have you painted the picture? I've not been listening to you, Carl. No, I've not painted you, the have picture. So, I know you've been eating so, a sandwich, David. So Colin it's been. Yeah, but you've got to know. So you've okay. got to know. It's a it's a prawn sandwich. As Colin Very and nice. I are sitting on the dock of the bay, uh, in Oban, waiting to go to the fabulous mole rally, uh, and we have literally just arrived in absolute glorious sunshine. Colin is about to start his muscles. I'm not going to after you made such a mess of eating your sandwich. Yeah, quite, I didn't yeah, even yeah, start. Yeah, my I sort muscles. of ruled myself out of the game mm-hmm. a bit there. But all I wanted to say, George, in follow up to what you were saying, there was, I completely agree that it was you was just waiting for that mistake from from Elvin. Elvin never ever looked like he was going to make a mistake, did he? Have he you totally looked? Have you looked at the in-car footage? Yeah, from yeah. Stage fourteen, I mean, George. In, it's in the just the, the, every corner was ragged edge, and you know, yeah. m- lots of corrections. None but of it was ever like one clean it. line. It was incredible, and they were all the same. All but of you them. talked to them. Talked to, to Elvin about exactly that, and it was fine. You know, none mm. of it was oh, a particularly yeah. big yeah. moment. Yeah, no, no, that's what I mean. But it wasn't clean. Then. I mean, it wasn't a clean type of uh, Finland driving. Somehow, it was. It was. It was almost quite odd to watch. Um, uh, what led me down that path was I got. I was listening to the commentary, and and it was uh, the, the 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 WRC team commenting on it, and they kept seeing a, a moment, what they thought was a moment on the helicopter footage or whatever. And there was a big comment about it all, and then they were trying to ask a question. No, you had a moment in there. No, not really. No, no, nothing, yeah, nothing special. And that then when I look back one. at the footage, when I look, every corner yeah. was like that. I mean, basically yeah. every corner was slightly out of the line because they're pushing a little bit hard. Every corner was like that. So, you know, you've got to put it in perspective. Those guys were operating in a very special place last weekend. It was really magical. Were. George, yeah. I, I like your comment, George, about perhaps it was the drivers in the past and not necessarily the car. Yeah. Because if, if we look if we look at the the three Hyundai, you know, clearly Breen you know, he he's got no history with that car, no bad history. Tanak has moved the car on. The man who was leading that team for those six or seven seasons where they only won eight stages was Thierry Neuville. And Neuville once again never threatened. Never but, uh, threatened the top five or so six. That, you I, know, never threatened the top but, five or but, six. But look, Trace Thierry's History back in Finland, and it was was it his second or third 13. time in, in the yeah in the Fiesta. He was second. brilliant, second, brilliant, absolutely yeah. got Finland, understood what was needed, and then got into the Hyundai and just couldn't. There was only I think Padden wasn't there. Yeah, historically that ever got mm. near a result. But has he convinced yeah, himself? Padden, Padden got some George, fastest times, didn't he? I'm he sure did. he did. Well, he yeah. got those few fastest times. There's only mm. a handful, less than mm. ten that they had in all those seasons. But is it now a mental thing for Thierry Neuville? Does he just feel that perhaps his driving doesn't suit the rally, uh, and that he, he maybe doesn't no, have no, that I think, style. I mean, I, I hear what you're saying, Colin. Uh, you, you, perhaps that is the case, but the reality is that that um, the drivers will always take the the, the, the the cart at tests, and even the very final event test, they're always looking for more speed, and they're not necessarily taking the feedback from the test of what it's doing to them on the test. They're saying, what will I take to the rally? And yeah. no, they always look at that with rose-tinted eyes. They always yeah. say, I'll, but, I'll, I'll go softer, I'll get the traction, I'll win here, here and here. Yeah. And you know what? When you looked at the in-car footage and you realised how much movement and how much corrections the car were needing, and they're doing like 175, 180 kph in six gear, and they're making inputs that look like they're going round hairpin corners. Yeah. I mean, it, it was to, as George, severe as that. Wonder, you, so you George, need a car that's going to react, George, and they've given themselves cars that don't react. who needed 
a soft car in or a softer car in Finland. That's a confidence thing, isn't it? It is absolutely, absolutely. So it's it's a balance between getting the car to react to your inputs that you need on the day on the stage, and 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 also understanding that that's what you're going to meet. It's pretty hard for a driver to to set up a car that he knows is going to be slower than it could be on the basis that he'll maybe not manage it. I mean, that's that, that's almost an overconfidence thing, you know, yeah, in a way. Yeah, uh, it, yeah. It's, it's a very, very fine balance. And, and what, I was also, interesting, what was interesting yeah. again, George, when you talk about setup and you talk about balance, you know, we had five, five Toyota drivers testing for the event and only one of the five actually got the right setup for the event, which is incredible in a yep. team that, that supposedly shares information. You had Oit Tanak, who was supreme. And, you know, I, I wrote it in my... If you have a look on dirtfish.com, you'll see my mm. driver ratings. I did, I've it read it all. Dif- well, it was a different Oit Tanak. It was a different... Mm. Okay, he was a different driver out there. He, he was maybe the old Oit Tanak out there in terms of his driving. He was, he was wonderfully committed and, and aggressive at times in mm. his driving. But the demeanour of the man was very, very, very different in Finland. And it was actually quite... Really quite nice to see that... He, you know, the grumpiness had gone, the, the slightly hard edge that we've seen in the interviews had gone, and mm. there were smiles, and he was enjoying it again. But Which you know, way round is that, say, Colin? Which way round do you mean that? Do you think that the driving was making him happy, or his attitude yeah. was improving his driving? Do, do you know, I, I don't know what it was, Lise. I don't I, know I, what no, it was. No, I, I know what it was, Col. I, Good. I spoke, <laughs> spoke to him just about a day or so before he left home to go to Finland, uh, and we and we talked about the challenge ahead, and he said, "Look outside. Look at the weather. It is a beautiful autumn day here. It's going to be the same conditions there. This is the last chance that we have to drive these cars on gravel. What a fantastic place to go!" And he just, I think, in that moment, yeah. he just appreciated doing what he was doing because they were perfect conditions. You know, the road was a little bit softer. It was giving great grip, and it was mm-hmm. fabulous weather, wasn't it? And you know, for Oit Tanek to be talking about the amazing autumn colours, it demonstrates. That, you know, he just, for me, he just appreciated where he was. And I think, you know, I'd almost forgotten that that, that Rally Finland was the last time we will see these cars in, in a gravel specification. And it was it was just an absolute festival, wasn't it? It was brilliant. And I think that's where his mindset was. He pushed, he pushed, he pushed, he did all he could. If he tried harder, he would have probably put the car in the trees. Uh, and he, that, he knew- that's, yeah, that's that's the mark of where he's at now, David, isn't it? You know, and, and the mark of a great champion. They they know the limits they can go to. Yeah, and, and it, it looked, as you say, George and David, it, it did look at times as if perhaps it was actually a fraction over the limit. But they know in Finland that the limit is actually it is a fraction over what other people perceive as the limit. It, and, totally. and he never pushed it beyond that. There were no, never wild moments for Tanner or Evans or any of the. Top but ones. I think the concern is is for, for perhaps for Hyundai is that. Elvin was also within that yeah. window and, and he perhaps got a little bit more. Maybe he'd got another 2 or 3% and Tanak had got another percentage, you know, maybe, which is a concern. Maybe. But, George, just to skip back to, to what we were talking about, Thierry, I do believe that Finland can get into a driver's head mm-hmm. and I do believe that Finland is now in his head. You know, we used to see it with, with McRae and Burns that, that Monte Carlo mm-hmm. got into their head uh, and they couldn't, they just well, of course, they could drive there, but not in the same way with, with the same freedom uh, that, yeah. that, say, a Sebastian Loeb could drive there. I reckon yeah. that's where we're at with Thierry now. That you know, he. I, I, I can quite, I can quite believe that. That's a totally reasonable analogy. And I mean, you know, in 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 broad terms, um, okay, perhaps psychologically, 
Richard was perhaps slightly more fragile or sensitive than 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 uh, than Colin was, perhaps. But I think both of those drivers were very strong and could have seen their way past it. Remember, I mean, I remember one of the last times that uh, that Richard was competing in Finland. I mean, he, he threw it into the trees. I can't remember which time it was, but he was he was he was challenging for the lead. Yeah, sorry, George. I was talking about the I was talking about the Brits in in Monty uh, that oh, in they Monty, always struggled sorry, with with Monty, but. Yeah, for sure. Oh. Burns, he came within within a, a whisker, didn't he, of beating Kankinen, uh mm. in in Finland. Um, yeah, and, yeah. It's but you it, know what? it is both one of those, those rallies are, are, have mythology attached to them, don't mm. they? They're, they're, yeah, they're they do. kind of more than any other event because mm-hmm. there's so much history attached to them that you can see how it would get into someone's head because you would then be, even though it's true of every event they they compete in. Monte Carlo and Finland are different because they have this myth- myth- mm. mythological status attached to them. There's, there's I mean, how about going back events, to NRC? Everyone, everyone loved Kenya this year, big new challenge. Mm. Why don't we go back to Rally GB with no pace notes? <laughs> Call it REC <laughs> Rally and do it with no pace notes. In fairness, you might actually have to run it out of Wales. So you maybe have to run it in New Yorkshire and Kielder to make sure that we don't give anybody an unfair what, advantage. Why don't, why don't we start it, George, at London Airport and, and run all the way up to, to Fort William? Yeah, that'll That's do. what we should do. That's definitely what we should do. There's as many forests up there and no pace notes, so you're taking a whole logistic aspect out. And we can, you know, we can service at the Green Welly Cafe at Tindrum on the <laughs> way up. There. We can actually George. have remote service. I know you would be there. I knew we you'd were there be there this morning. Rather than phoning us, you stopped there for yeah, a cup of tea. I knew it, George. I knew it. And that's the wrong guys. place to stop no, no, there. That you was don't where stop we were, at the Green Welly. That was where we were at eleven thirty. So you made a massive mistake already. Do that on the way back. Where is the real food cafe, George? So as you're driving south, it's it's just before you come to the big hotel on the right. There's there's a there's a diner there as well, but there's mm. the real food cafe. The real food cafe is the they do great right. fish and chips, Colin. I'm just oh, gonna no, I'm no, just no, gonna no, edge no, us back to Finland because I am kind of aware yeah. of the right. fact that Finland, these boys are yes. gonna be getting on a ferry while we're still doing this interview. Mm. Interview podcast. Um can we talk about Alvin Evans? Because um mm. what what is very exciting is not only the way that he drove, but he's kind of highlighted the fact once again that a small moment in one event can change so much and the fact that not only did he drive outstandingly he he, you know he smashed the points between him and Sebastian Ogier Ogier looking Mm. at possibly wrapping up the championship and now has got Elvin Evans you know just uh, what is it 20 points behind him now it was 44 44 points before going in and now 24 points behind them behind him not just winning but winning the power stage as well yeah. Yeah, one wee error and one wee error in Spain could could cause them all manner of problems. Um, but Absolutely. you know it can it, it swings in roundabouts. Um, that that fight is far from over, but it's it's just down to the circumstance. Wait and see. You know we just have to watch the first day in Spain, the second day in day, Spain, third day in Spain. It'll yeah. all reveal itself. I'm excited. But Oje, well, what the thing is, Oje knows George. Oje knows what he's got to do. He's got to finish ahead of Evans. And okay, Absolutely. He, no, he, he hasn't. He could, yeah, he does. He, he, well, no, he doesn't. He does. Ogier doesn't have to finish ahead of Evans. Yes, he does. No, he doesn't. He's only 24 points ahead. There's 30 points available in the final round. Yeah, but if... It, absolutely. To but win if, the championships. Yeah, but if, if Ogier is, is second and Elvin's first, even if Elvin still wins a power stage, Ogier would still be champion. No, he won't. Of course he will, because the difference is... David, you're making a fool of yourself. Oh, no, I am. You're making an absolute fool of yourself. What's the difference? No. Eight, eight points. 
13 points, you might be onto something, Cole. <laughs> of course I am. Of course I am. <laughs> no, it's a very good point. Yeah. It's a very good point. We will have a full breakdown of this on dirtfish.com, so do yeah. check the website for the yeah. definitive must-do yeah. going into Spain. I'm but listen, here's slightly the thing, distracted here's the thing staring with, with, at my prawn sandwich. David, just go, go and have a little think, mate. We're meant to be talking about Elfin here. Come on, guys. Well, exa- well I'm going to talk about Elfin because... You know, for me, it was the turnaround. And, and, and again, if you have a look at my driver ratings, I talk about it there. You know, you have to, not, not just the style of the win, not just the style of the driving, you have to consider the circumstances under which he came into the event. Mm. You know, he, he had not looked comfortable for maybe the last four or five rallies in that car. There was a lot of, well, I'm not happy. I can't quite push it to the limit. I can't quite find the feeling. And really that all started from Safari when he made that mistake on Safari. And since then, He's been going through a run of really very, very difficult form. On top of that, you know, he still started second on the road. So second on the road in itself is enough of a handicap. You then consider the position with his lack of perceived lack of confidence. And he came to the rally, which you need to be 100% confident. You need to trust your car, your pace notes, your ability, everything. And he put it on the door handles and he took probably the best win of his career. When you consider the circumstances around that win, it makes it all the more impressive. And, you know, it's, it's one of those points, I think, that is almost a career-defining point. Things yeah, may you, change I agree, now. Colin, yeah, I agree. Things, things may change for Evans. You know, Evans, Evans, with consistency last year and a bit of an increase in pace, came within a whisker of being world champion. But I think things have changed. I think Evans has, has moved up a notch with that. I, I agree. agree. I agree. Especially, but equally, I think if, we, if you look from, at from if you look at Sweden, totally look at, hang on a sec, George. Yeah. Uh, look at look at Sweden, though, Cole. Yeah. To counter that, Sweden last year, Elvin demolished everybody on a very similar style of event, and then lost confidence with the car. That yeah. you know, you could have said that was a career defining moment. Well, it could have been, and it wasn't. But uh, but I've moved on. And I've moved on, and this is a career-defining moment. So, but, no, I, are you getting I, a wee bit hot in your iron sweater? It, in the is, garden? Quite, it is quite warm he's, in here. He's just mopping his brow lease with a little, a little uh, tissue. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. George, I interrupted terribly rudely then. I, I don't think no, George no, that's is hearing okay. you I interrupted well. you, actually, David, I think. Where, where is this? There's, there's the thing. Okay, so... What, what do you want to talk I'm, over, George? Speaking to that one. I'm going to move us on again, as David has one of his hot flushes. It's obviously his age. Got to talk about the man of the moment as well. He did it again in Finland. There's a bit of a love affair with Craig Breen and Finland going on, isn't it? And fantastic news that he's finally, finally, the guy who's in sixth place in the WRC driver's standings, having done half a season, he's finally going to get a car to himself and a whole season to prove himself. Great news that he signed with M Sport Ford. And it's, it's huge news, isn't it, for Craig and for the championship. Uh, it, it really is. And, and absolutely richly deserved. You could say from, from sort of last year, uh, when he was second in, in Estonia, he'd done everything that, uh, that was needed, really, to, to warrant that seat. Um, but the fact is, he's, he's there now. Uh, and it was, once again, you know, to be leading on, uh, on Friday evening. Uh, <laughs> David's was, struggling to work out how to get the car going forward. We're heading no, on the ferry. It was if you hear all stunning... sorts of strange oh, noises... Colin, here's, your, ta- here's your opportunity to commentate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we're, we're, we're taking a very tight right-hander onto a steep, steep on-ramp onto the ferry. To the left, extreme jeopardy. If he goes wide, 
we're into the water. He carries straight on. He's don't, into the back of a focus. He's got to get Die the like line right. David, David, over. He's got to get the accelerator and brake right. I've never been on such a small Progressive braking, progressive braking. There's a man with an orange jacket. He's, he's vigorously waving us left. <laughs> and we're, hang on, hang on. We are... We're not there yet. Onto the ferry. We're onto the ferry. He's Half done of it. the cars on the ferry. He's done it. He gets a, a big one. It's a very small one, George. I've never been on this one before. Oh, right. Uh, it's this like is an, it's an open deck. Now, now he's a little confused. The man with the fluorescent jacket and the red hard hat is a little confused. Oh, no, he's stopping us. Left or right, he's got to decide. There's an Audi almost trying to get up the off-ramp. That would be dangerous. Here we're we go. Away. We're going behind the Citroen. We're in behind oh, in the, the Citroen. No, no, no. He's saying behind the Audi. <laughs> No, 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 now, now no, we're being confused, second <laughs> orders. There's a woman with a fluorescent jacket and a red hat, two hands pointing, now to the right, and stop. There you go, look Good at job. that, you've made Good it, Colin, job. well Good. done. Oh, David, careful, careful. He hasn't oh, lost Oh, David, that's that no, almost there. counts we're as in, a screen, right. Colin. We're in, we're in, folks, so we're, we've, got, we've got another minute or two of calm. Uh, Craig we? Breen, Craig Breen, yeah, yeah. wonderful, <laughs> wonderful news. Uh, and again, yeah. folks, if you're listening to this podcast later on this week, uh, go back, find our podcast with Craig, with Paul, with Ray Breen, Craig's dad, with Richard mm -hmm. Milner. Uh, we talked to them all on the morning of the announcement. But yeah, you know, it's, it's hard to believe the guy's, what, 31 now. He's never had a full season in the mm -hmm. WRC. He's yeah. quite clearly shown that he's still improving this year. And for me, the big question with Craig Breen, uh, and George, you can maybe answer this because you've seen enough drivers at that kind of age. You know, he certainly hasn't plateaued. You know, the other guys who were contending for that seat, I think we've seen the best of them. You know, the likes of Mickelson, the likes of Osberg, the likes of Padden, perhaps. You know, these are guys who I think have had their finest days in the sport. <laughs> I don't think... Yeah, I think... Yeah, a big, 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 big... Uh, that's maybe a bit of a big thing to say, but I believe it'll be proved to be correct. I'll, I'll, but, count, but George, I'll counter that. I'll counter well, George, that, I don't believe continue. that Breen has... Let, let Breen George has finish. Uh, let speak. Colin finish. I just don't believe, George, that Breen has reached his peak yet. And I think, I think that is really part of the reason he got the job over those other very, very qualified drivers because they still see potential for Breen to develop. I, I, I can only agree with you about Craig. Craig is a remarkable driver who, who has made these intelligent steps throughout his career with his driving skills. And I mean, the, the, I think it was the, the bit of footage that you forwarded from somebody's <laughs> from somebody's phone in one of the stages where Craig yeah. is in sixth gear at 90 degrees, apparently at 90 degrees to the road as he disappears out of sight round, a, <laughs> round a, a, an absolute left corner with a wee jump in it. The car, it looks like it's 90 degrees doing 180 kph and just going sideways. It's just remarkable. Um, yeah. But, you know, if ever there's any doubt about uh, Craig's skill, have a look at that video because the guy's got it in aces. Um, yeah, the, the other question, the other George, drivers. You know, I, I agree. They've may, they've maybe had their opportunity, Colin, but I would I would argue that many of them could could come back. Um, all of those drivers that you mentioned have had opportunities, and they've let them slip from their grasp. Whether it's through faltering performances, which every driver can have. And we've even seen it with Elfin just recently. You know, he's had faltering performances and then comes back strong and grows. You know, you could say for Hayden Padden, he's never had that chance. You might say he has. I'll not even argue it one way or the other. Uh, Mickelson as well, you know, an event winner um, went to Hyundai and had a woeful season 
never got it together at all. Could that could be because he, he needs more help to set up his car and didn't get it at Hyundai, you know, they didn't understand what he needed, he didn't understand what he needed and he never got it. He never really I think the very last event he did, he drove half decently. But he had a that, dreadful that, season, a whole season wasted in that car. That car was so, to, that car was I, never I, I suited wanted, to him now, was oh, it? Sorry. No, you go, Dave. Sorry. So, sorry, David. The 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 Hyundai was just was never ever suited to to Andreas, and while he can use that as an excuse, and not as an excuse, but as a reason, you know, it's perhaps the driver's job to then refine their driving style to the mm. car. Um, but for me, you know, someone like Mickelson is is a is a superb driver still. But would we ever see Andreas Mickelson at that level? Remember in Australia yeah. in sixteen on that mm. final day when he beat Augier. Sebastian Ogier, yeah, in a yeah. straight fight. Yeah. For not me, quite, that was well, not quite. I want to, I want to jump in fight. on the, the Hayden Padden <laughs> side of things here because mm -hmm. the one thing, the one thing that could change your <laughs> Sorry, perception of, of how Lisa. these guys are going to perform next season is the fact that Padden is out of all the drivers the one who's most used used to working with the new technology that we're seeing coming uh, into the sport. Well, and, is, and he, is he, Lisa? To, is he? Is he? Well, that, well I, I, potentially, yeah, how, potentially, How yes, mad is that? It, you know, for me, I, for I'm, me, I'm Lisa, curious to see if that will be an advantage. It, I just find that well, completely... Well, back, guys. We're all making enormous assumptions here based on one tweet, that he, you know, one tweet that he put out. It's one never stopped, it's never stopped us in the Finland. past. <laughs> no, and, and this is based on him saying, you know, something about missing Finland but you never know next year, guys. Smiley, kind of winky emoji. Uh, is that enough but, to say I've got but, a deal for next year? No, but actually, fundamentally, this, you know, when, when, when we saw Extreme Ear arrive at the start of this year, I was astonished that nobody picked up Hayden Padden. Mm. And, yeah. and now, you know, it's ridiculous if Padden isn't involved somehow. He is a guy who understands how that aspect of, of using electric, using a battery, all of that, how it works. Because... Everything well, that it's telling uh, us. Using a battery car is totally different from a hybrid. I wouldn't have thought it, there was I, that many skills we'd transfer. Yeah, but well, but we it, don't know, that's do what we? I thought, George. But then equally, you talk to people, talk to people like Padden, and it is the actual deployment. It's understanding the sort of oh, the electric. Curve that you I totally, get from... totally get that. I mean, I'm, I'm not. I mean, I'm a massive Hayden Padden fan. Make no but mistake, even... I think the guy's fabulous, and I, I really bemoan that he's not had a, a another opportunity. I'd love to see him get another one. But even for the deployment of hybrid, George, in that, in that 10 seconds or whatever, he, Hayden understands they've got three maps that mm -hmm. they can use. Hayden is already at an advantage of understanding which of those maps is going to work best in twisty right. conditions, in fast conditions, on tarmac. Well, has he been using the WRC mappings then, has he? No, but he, he's prepared his own maps, hasn't he? I, I, yeah. Guys, we're, we're getting ahead. I, I will be yeah, astonished. Sorry. And the other, the other thing astonished. as well, that just, just before we move off that, is uh, where are we at with the, the Team New Zealand? You know, they're talking about building up the, the America's Cup of motorsport in, in New Zealand. We don't know quite where things are with that. So could that be what the winky eye's about? I don't know, Lise. I don't know. I don't know. But what I can say is that I've watched the latest development test video of that wonderful car, that Kona electric car that he's developing. Um, it looks great. He has also hinted that they've come up with a solution for the lack of sound. And we're going to hear all about that, literally hear all about that in the next few days. So keep your eyes peeled on Hayden Pan's social channels. We'll report on it and on Dirtfish, Dirtfish as well. Com. Yeah, we'll report on it on Dirtfish. Dirtfish.com first. <laughs> Absolutely. But they've come up with a solution for, for some sort of uh, synthesized sound 
from from that car. Yeah, so, you, uh, so you can make it. You can make it sound like an O three seven, a Lancia Stratos, uh, exactly. an Audi Quattro, or a Formula One car. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, that'd be great, great. Georgie. And why fine. not? Why, why not? not? As long as it, why not? You know, if, if it's if it's linked to the the throttle and the brake, yeah. fabulous. Give bring it on. I think it'll be great. I don't care whether it comes from a speaker or what it comes from. What it sounds as long as it sounds good and it sounds exciting because it's a, a, an important element, vital element mm-hmm. of the sport. But yeah. Padden's doing great things, and and you know what? If Padden doesn't come back to WRC, well, you know, it, 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 he won't. Yeah, maybe he'll feel there's unfinished business, but he is doing things beyond the WRC, beyond what drivers in the WRC are doing. He is absolutely breaking new ground. He is he is doing things that, that he will long be remembered for yeah maybe even more so than just just another wrc champion will be remembered for i don't know but i, I do think that today as we sit here on what is today o- october the 6th will be remembered as craig breen day yes yes and and quite rightly so finally that boy is getting the uh the the opportunity that he richly deserves to, yes to just yeah, draw yeah. a line under um what we also know about next season we know that now that Danny Sordo and Oliver Solberg will be sharing Hyundai's third wow. hybrid i20 as well. Yeah, that's wow. a big call to put Oliver Solberg oh. in that car, isn't it? A lot of pressure for him. Great opportunity. George, not just that, George. You know, Adamo was adamant. He was adamant when I talked to him two rallies ago that, you know, part-time shared drives next year actually probably won't work because... What you gain in road position, you will lose in lack of seat time in in driving these cars. They are Mm. so different, you know, that you need to Mm. be in the car consistently. Well, you know, he's forgotten all about that in a couple of weeks. I'll be totally (laughs) honest with you. I think Adamo has made a massive error, a massive error. I know you want to say something, David, but in (laughs) in dropping Craig Breen. Yes. You know, that that team with Neuville, with Oitanak and Craig Breen, would be, for me, the favourites next year for the Manufacturers' Championship. I'm looking at, you know, okay, a, a part-time team, certainly for one of the seats at Toyota, and I'm thinking they've almost got it sewn up before the start of the season. I think it's the most remarkable decision to put young Solberg in there, to put the pressure on young Solberg's shoulders. And he's, he's had a difficult time for six months. He, for me, he needed 12 more months with the occasional drive in a WRC car. But but you've just said about consistency. How can yeah, he no, have no, an no, occasional drive? No, 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 but he wants in consistency in 2023. You know, 2022 was yeah, the okay. opportunity to introduce him to the car, to do a bit of testing in the Couldn't car. Couldn't you have said exactly the same about Calais, though? It could destroy him, David. If he goes it could to make him, though. It, uh, it could. He what could. if I fall? What if I fly? What, yeah, listen, that could happen. That could happen. But if he has a difficult Monte, a difficult Sweden, it could destroy him. But you so, say you could say the same about Cali. We've could, got but to I, give but, but, but Cali, a go. I, I didn't have the same concerns for Cali that it, I have it, for it, Oliver. This, the, the sport, as George would tell us a hundred times over, is so much about experience. And you look at Oliver Solberg and you see a 20-year-old. Listen to what Sebastian Ogier tells you every single time. Don't look at a 20-year-old or a 21-year-old with Calais. Look at a driver who's got eight, nine, ten years' experience, experience. Yeah, I get that. of driving quickly. Yeah. Okay, not world rally cars, but a lot of good experience. You know, what's, I, your, what's your point about Oliver Solberg then? I, for me, I, I completely agree. Craig Breen was the answer to that team. I don't really know how they're going to fare with, with a split third seat. For me, there's a, an aspect that they should have just bitten the bullet and gone with Oliver and given him the car. You know, you either believe in the boy or you don't. And if you do believe in him, then give him the consistency, give him the seat time, 
because what well, okay they will they will win a little bit in strategic decisions with with where they can place the cars on the road but actually they won't because next year we're going to have Sebastian Auger coming in for mm. As we say, Sardinia or somewhere like that, at tenth on the road, and they'll kill everybody they'll on kill day everybody. one. Yeah. Oh, hello. The lady's back. The lady's back. The lovely lady with the fluorescent jacket and the red helmet and the lovely smile is back. Oh no, we've got to go. Gotta Have we got to get out of the car? Sorry, right. Oh, well, it's, it's not. Oh, it's not. It's, it's a big <laughs> right, we've smallish go. ferry. We've got to just. Shut You've up. done we've very go. well. You've done oh, very well. Literally got to yeah. go, guys. Really we'll ordered out of the ferry. So, Colin, Colin, and David. Ordered out of the car. Sorry. We're leaving. We're leaving the building. We're leaving the building. So senior staff writer for Dirtfish.com, David Evans and voice of Rally Colin Clark have left the building, left the podcast. It's just up to mm. us now, George. Is there anything is. you'd like to add before we disappear off for well, our the lunch? Other, the, the, other, the other point, apart from just reiterating the incredible entertainment that that, that oh, gave was. us, is uh, it seems that Lassie, uh, that, that um, um, El, um, Esapeka, uh, seems to think he's got a drive with Toyota, although I don't know if it's officially been announced yet. Uh, there, there was a lot of talk about it and this and that and the next thing. And, and uh, that's a big call because, again, Esapeka, when he left Toyota, has not shone really great, not really greatly for the last, was it two years? No. Um, he's, he's, had a, he's had a torrid time, really. Um, not really managed to deliver any performances. And that includes at, at M Sport. You know, he, he, he just didn't get to grips with the car. And he, he, he does seem to be a driver that can run hot and cold. Now, he's a super nice guy. He's a very, very relaxed demeanour about him. But icy, of course, in a car. Yeah. But, you know, he needs to... St- I, mean, I think he did an incredible drive in Finland. First, first, first thing to say is an amazing drive in Finland, given yes, the, I mean, the lack, of, the the lack car, of currency. Yeah. Yeah, lack of currency. And he, and he really did bring it to the fight. He did an incredible job in one of the toughest stages of the rally that night stage. So, yes, he can do it. But you know what he has to do? If he, if he does get the opportunity, he needs to bring that to the party every event. None of this having a bad event, not quite understanding what's going on. Honestly, it smacks of lack of preparedness and lack of commitment. Now, I know it won't be either of those things, but it'll be misdirected. And he's got to get away from that misdirection. So, I mean, I'm not taking, I'm not going to diss him in any way, far from it. And I would be the last person in the world to do that to any driver. I'll always support a driver. But that the bottom line is, he needs to bring it to the party the whole time. Why would, why would um, M Sport not have taken him if they had any faith in him? So M Sport, he's been through M Sport and they... They didn't take him back. He was know? so they exciting. Didn't sign him up again when he when he was such a young driver. He was so exciting, and I remember yeah, when we yeah. were you know yeah, kind that, of following WRC an, two uh-huh. and and you know another, beyond that. An, yeah, he was the, he was another the young driver, driver with yeah another young driver with the, with all the collateral to do the job. But it's difficult. You're young, and it takes time to build that. There is a plateau. You know, we've just seen we've just seen Cali Rovenpera hit one of those now. You know, and and he's had one. He's he's already had one this year where he where he dipped down, and then he came back strongly in Estonia and Greece. Uh, but you know, it, and and it is like that. It's about getting experience. It's tough, but we all understand it. And I think that Esapeka has got the collateral to do it. Um, Timo Sunanen, another one that probably has the collateral to do it. But it's getting that opportunity. It's expensive for manufacturers and teams to give these guys the opportunity to get them up to that level. It needs to be quicker rather than slower. Yeah. You know, we've, we've just we've talked about Mickelson, Hayden Padden, Timo Sunanen, Esa Pekka, Osberg, uh, and now uh, and, and Osberg. 
and now we're looking at we're looking at you know the next young shiny hope, uh, uh, Oliver Solberg, and and he's getting this opportunity. Um, somebody's going to have to make the same investment that that all those five drivers we've just mentioned have already had, yeah. And then they've hit these plateaus, and people have lost faith in them. It's it's, it's actually ignorant in many ways that people have lost faith in those drivers, uh, but but they will have sown that seeds themselves. Those seeds themselves. I don't think it's any any fault on the on the part of the team. But generally speaking, it's all about experience. I would look very hard at those five drivers I would have to put in that third car before putting Oliver Solberg in, because you're going to have to go through all that pain with him. And I'd hate to be here in a year's time listening to to uh, teams and pundits all saying that, well, look, Oliver Solberg, he's just failed to deliver. Or even in two years' time, you know, he's not managed to do it. And he's now one of these drivers that's nearly had the opportunity and not quite cracked it in that period <coughs> and, and lost his opportunity, which is exactly what we're seeing potentially with Mickelson, with Solberg, with Hayden Padden, with Essa Pekka. Okay, it looks like Essa Pekka's going to get his second bite at the cherry. Timo Sunanen's doing his, be- doing his best to keep his career alive. It's tough. I, really I, I would want to say, though, with Oliver Solberg, of course, he does have the benefit of having a world champion for a father who's uh, been training him in that role. But yeah, Lappi, he's got, he's got to take the positives from Finland, hasn't he? Um, a fourth place finish was fantastic. Uh, was he, was, he was a yeah. minute off um, Evans's time, but he was significantly, even with that time penalty that Sebastian Ogier picked up, he was still well clear of the championship yeah. leader. So. It, it is going to be interesting to see where things develop mm-hmm. on from here. And yep. um, yeah, and dirtfish.com uh, will be the place to follow what's going to happen as we head to the end of the season. I can't believe we've already got this far, George. It has been um, quite, a, quite a year already. It's gone past in a, in a flash. At dirtfish.com, what's it? At Dirtfish Rally, if you want to get in touch, is perhaps the best way yep. on Twitter. But uh, I, th- I think that's uh, all we've got time for now, George Donaldson. It's Perhaps it time is. for you to take some lunch. I'm, I will head for the lunch table myself. Thank you for your Sounds company. Sounds like a plan. Lisa, thank you very much. Thank you to David and, uh, and Colin. And thanks for everyone for listening. I hope, I hope our opinions are, have some validity and, uh, and they're fun to listen to. We certainly argue enough, don't we? Yeah, go back to listen to the preview for Finland and uh, George will point out yeah. all the places where yeah. he's right. <laughs> I don't get I don't get a lot of chance to do it. I mean last year in last year in Turkey was a good one. That was the best prediction I ever made. Uh, when I when I said I drive go into there in third or fourth position and come out in the lead. And <laughs> that's just exactly what happened. I love that. Yeah. The feeling of vindication is good. But Finland, you know, saying the right things about Finland is it makes me feel like an expert again, you know. <laughs> <laughs>